what ultimately ultimately convinced me to go and meet Cecilia this is something I've never ever not even once mentioned to anybody only because it still completely baffles my mind still to this day um, many ways I could explain it away but then there's also many or maybe just several or just one way in which I could see it was actually legitimate and uh, because now pretty much 12 years later I see the outcome of it and from what people have said to me uh, yeah, it. Um, I'm gonna have to look up more accurate or more sophisticated words, but it's a mind fuck. So up until uh, I think it was a week, two weeks. No, it was two weeks before I met Cecilia. Before I decided to meet her, Ria had told me quite a lot, a lot, a hell of a lot about Cecilia and she really insisted on me meeting her and Rhea didn't expect, I can genuinely say that, um, Rhea didn't expect me to form a friendship, she didn't expect me to even be or even consider looking after, you know, being part of the people that look after Cecilia when Rhea wasn't there. She just wanted me to meet Cecilia because of Cecilia's past, her predicament, so-called predicament. Um, Rhea was highly fascinated with Cecilia, but everybody that met her, that was, uh, so was I. Um, Rhea was highly excited. But I'll, co I'll cover all of that in another topic. Uh, okay, so I wrestled with the thoughts on meeting Cecilia. I felt bad because I felt like, look, to be honest, I was scared of meeting her. I mean, anybody... From what I had known, anybody that meets Cecilia, the occult then goes and makes their life a living hell and even ultimately tries to kill them or do something devastatingly enough that causes them to not be associated with Cecilia. That's what I knew, or that's what I was told up until that point before I met her. And also from what I knew about occult practices and cult in general, I wasn't sure that I really wanted to invite more disaster into my life. Funny saying that, right? But um, I wrestled hectically with that. I felt, I mean, I wanted to meet her. I don't think it was really for curiosity. It was, there was to a degree curiosity. There was this fascinating person who lived this, Extreme life. I don't even know if I want to talk about this. Um, there was this person that could 
that I could relate to, to a degree. Not to the degrees that Cecilia explained or, or said or claimed that she had experienced or what she came from, but I could relate to somebody finally to a degree. It felt me, made me feel less alone. Um, but I, I was, you know, wrestling. I didn't know if I wanted more devastation and drama. But then also wrestling that I felt like I was judging her. I mean, how can you blame someone? How can you judge someone or how can you anything to somebody that it wasn't their fault for what they were born into, how they were raised, what was done to them as children. They were merely victims since day one. How can you blame someone for that? This book is going to be so hard to write. <laughs> Uh, because in blaming Cecilia or judging her or whatever you want to call it for what she was born into and what she went through as a child was ultimately like condemning myself as well because it wasn't my fault for The things I was born into and what I went through. So, uh, yeah, so I wrestled a lot. I had a lot of thoughts go through my mind. And a lot of what I say right now is going to be deleted. Okay. Um, I wrestled a lot with a lot of thoughts from very, very many extremes. And... Ultimately, at the end of the day, I always left everything in God's hands. I let him decide. Because I never knew what was right or what was right or wrong or what I should or shouldn't do. And I always just wanted to do right in God's eyes. So, and especially in a scenario like this where I was just really confused. Um, I mean, technically, I was just going to meet somebody for the first time and probably the last time I would see them. I did not expect it to be a dramatically life changing turning point for me um <laughs> yeah um well this this can be interpreted so many ways from start to finish up until now um so i decided okay i'm gonna let god choose because i didn't know what to do even i mean i even consulted god on which cat I would get from the rescue shelter that's how much I always turned him to choose for everything in my life so even though it seems insignificant to go and just meet somebody once and probably only once I mean I uh, yeah I let God decide everything so um Eventually, after wrestling with this for about two weeks, I recalled a scripture in the Bible. I'll have to look it up for the book. 
because I honestly can't remember right now what the scenario was or who it was. Um, and I should have probably looked it up before I recorded this. But anyway, um, there was someone in the Bible when they needed to make a decision. But they turned to God and they said to God, okay... I don't know if it was an object or what what it was, but they said to God, okay, they just need a yes and no or no answer. You know, if I'm just going to say it was an object, I'll look it up. But, you know, they said, okay, if, it, if God decides to move this object in this direction, it's a sign of him saying yes. And if he just, if it moves in the other direction, it's him saying no. So, as uh, ridiculous sounding as this may sound, um, in especially today's scenarios and today's life, I decided, well, I don't know, there was probably something in me that just knew that this was an extremely important decision. I honestly don't know, but I decided, let's use this extreme example. I'd never done this before. And I honestly did not expect, I honestly did not expect anything to happen. But I was living in an estate with my parents where there was several dams. And I always used to go sit among the bushes in one of the remote dams because I just wanted to be alone. Because there was often people that walked past. So I'd find them. I would always find the most isolated dams, and there was, most of them were, there was only, uh, actually just one popular dam, so I picked the one furthest away, the one that was the most isolated, the one that was the bushiest, literally the one that there was no possible way that anything or anyone would ever go to, and I sat on the ground by this big boulder, Nobody could see me between. I had the grass behind me and around me on my sides. And in front of me was this big boulder. And next to the boulder on the other side was the dam. Small one, but it was a dam. Um, or pond, actually. But anyway. And this thought came to mind about what had happened in the Bible. And in that moment, I figured, well... Yeah, I'm going to do that. Like, I'm going to try this, you know. And there was this, where I was sitting, there was a lot of big rocks. And I'm talking about heavy, heavy rocks. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to do this. And I picked up this one rock. I held it in my hands. Uh, as far as I recall, it was bigger than my hands, actually. And I went and I put it on top of this boulder. Now this boulder, where I put this rock, it was very, very secure. There was no possible way of it being knocked over. There was no possible way of it just falling off. It was just completely impossible from start to finish. And I had thought this out completely uh, because I'm an overthinker as well. So I had thought this out while I was sitting there staring at this rock. Um, to make sure, like, if this actually happens, then it's legitimate. Because I don't want anything by accident here. 
And uh, so I put this rock on the boulder. And because of what the because it was this rock was so sturdy on this boulder, I thought I already knew what was going to happen. And so anyway, I said to God, I said, "Well, if so, I'm going to come back tomorrow." And because that's what happened in the Bible, they this person left it overnight, and then it happened. So. Said, I'm going to come back tomorrow, and if this rock is still on this boulder, then that means I must not go and meet Cecilia. But if this rock is removed off of this boulder, now it had to be completely off, not just moved, it had to be completely off, which was actually really impossible. Um, then that means I must go see Cecilia. And then I. I think I sat there for a bit, thought of a few things, and I got up and I walked home. And the next day I came back, honestly and genuinely, 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 100% convinced that in the middle of all these bushes, in the furthest remotest dam where nobody but nobody goes to on this massive boulder that had this massive rock this rock was going to be in the exact same place there wasn't any wind um, I think it was the start of summer at that point there was no wind whatsoever there was no rain um, there was nobody that ever went there there was not even ducks or any animals. I don't know, you're talking about remote. Uh, I don't think anybody actually knew that dam was there or that pond was there, to be honest. It was so hidden away. Um, and I went to the exact same spot and my jaw dropped. There was no rock on top of the boulder. And... There was no rock on the ground next to the boulder. There was no rock to be seen whatsoever. And believe me, I searched. Because I reasoned every reason there possibly was. You know, <laughs> any possible reason there could have been that this rock maybe fell off somehow. Um, I looked through the, the reeds, the bushes. The boulder wasn't close enough to the water, so it wouldn't have landed up in the water, but I looked there too. <laughs> um, there was no rock whatsoever. I was dumbstruck. I literally stood there, staring at the boulder, blankly dumbstruck. Then I sat down, staring at the boulder, blankly dumbstruck. I did not know what to think. Did this honestly, genuinely, really actually happen? All I'd said was, if the rock stays on the boulder, and if the rock is not on the boulder. <laughs> um, this was very dramatic. So I eventually just nodded my head in complete disbelief. And 
said, okay, I will go see Cecilia. And that was the end of the discussion or the end of the war in my mind. And just to add on those voice notes, the, that scenario ran through my mind for a long time afterwards, even after I'd left Cecilia. And no, I never understood what had happened. And if it really was God that did it, why he did it. Only up until the la only up until when the trial started, especially the last year or two of the trial. That was the only time I actually started to understand that if God had actually honestly moved that rock, if God had actually honestly chosen for me to be part of the scenario. I could actually see why. I could actually see a reason behind it. Because one person, uh, one of the many reporters I'd spoken to by that point, had said to me that maybe it was because God knew that you would be the only one who would be brave enough to stand up, to speak up, to put an end to this all. That's why he chose you. And as horrific as the scenarios were with Cecilia and as devastating as it was after having left her, and how my life panned out after that. Those words finally made some sense to me. I mean, yeah, I grew a lot stronger, a lot stronger, a lot wiser through those 12 years. So much in me changed when it actually should have killed me. In so many ways, it's actually ridiculous that I'm still alive. I don't know how I'm still alive, but anyway, um, okay, those words gave me hope and reassurance. I don't think of myself as brave or strong, but people say it all the time, and I really don't feel that way. But if I If I was at least willing, because that's all I ever wanted to be, was willing. I don't never think much of myself, so I just always aim to be willing. Willing to learn, willing to try, willing, just willing. Um, so I was willing to stand up, speak up for justice for the victims that were killed. The lives that were devastated. Speak up for even those that were part of it all. Because no one actually knows their story. I was part of it. Not to the end of it. <laughs> Thankfully not. But no one knows how much we actually suffered through it. My heart breaks when I think of Rhea. 
perfectly, actually. My heart breaks for LaRue and Marcel so badly. My heart even breaks for Marinda. Because, yeah, I mean, she, she confessed to killing people and enjoying it, which I will never understand. I didn't even think she was capable of it. Never mind enjoying it. And there is no way I'll ever be able to understand that. But I don't actually honestly believe she was that type of person. Or even capable of being that type of person. Before she met Cecilia. Because once you meet Cecilia, your life changes. You change. You become what she wants you to become. Whether you like it or not. And if I hadn't have been basically stolen away, I, my life would have been destroyed in one or another way, one of two ways actually. Cecilia could never push me to do anything morally wrong, and we had countless fights on that. I don't know if she... I, I doubt she would have ever gotten that right. But Cecilia was extreme. She just knew. She knew how to control you, to do anything. It was like you became this drone, this robot. She just pressed buttons and you did whatever she wanted. It, you had no mind and will of your own. And if you couldn't possibly stand against that or somehow not allow that to happen, then she would kill you. I more than likely would have been killed. So even with Marinda, um, I know Marinda genuinely wanted to help Cecilia. She wanted a friend. She wanted to do everything that I, I did. <laughs> and somewhere along the line, Cecilia had really programmed her into becoming this psychopath, this serial killer, this sadistic, twisted person. And Miranda, I know, still believes all the lies. I know what it took for me to finally see the truth. And it was not easy. Cecilia was so brilliant. You were so fooled. And Miranda was there with Cecilia much longer than me. I mean, probably nine, ten years longer than me. Actually, I'll have to do the math. She was there for about nine, ten years. I was four, so yeah. Um, Miranda's mind is probably. Probably completely warped. She probably doesn't honestly realize what she's doing. I mean, I stand to be corrected. I just, if I think about the person I met versus the person that's admitted to enjoying killing people, I battle to believe that it's actually still Miranda at the end of the day and not someone that has been ultimately programmed by Cecilia. Cecilia actually knew how to program people like a computer. She spoke about it so many times. 
I just didn't realize that's what she was actually doing. But going back to what I was saying is, I want to speak up for us as well. Because, yes, I do feel more sympathy and empathy for the victims and the families. But what about us? Our lives were turned upside down, devastated and broken. Our minds were reprogrammed and messed up and so many things. All because we just wanted to help. Or because we were willing and wanting to help. Yeah, but going back again to what I was saying is if I could at least be willing to stand up, to speak, and like I said, I don't count myself in any ways courageous or brave. I think I'm lucky when, or lucky that I can disconnect and disassociate from trauma and uh, the whole scenario. I know it happened, I see it happening, I just don't realize the full reality of it. And that way it saves <laughs> sanity, I guess. Um, but that that's also probably what helped me speak up. Because I didn't realize, I still don't, that I, I could have been killed. I know, I, I know I could have, I don't know in which ways. And I have a very strong feeling I know exactly how. I've known for quite a while. I know exactly what Cecilia would do to me, specifically. Um, but if I, you know, if I was just brave enough, or willing to be brave enough, willing just to speak up for truth, willing just to stop all of this, to not let anyone else be hurt. I suppose if you think about it, I've always tried to save people so many times in my life. And always suffered for it. But it never stops me, because I never want anyone to get hurt and in any way, so despite what it does to me. Despite what happens to me. Just so no one else can get hurt. Despite even if it kills me. I mean, fuck, I was supposed to have died so many times just by protecting. Never mind. Um, but, yeah. I've never counted my life as something important. Or more important as another person. So, I don't know. Any one of these things or a combination. But I guess if God could, if it was God at the end of the day that decided this, then if all he needed was for me to be willing, then that's good enough for me to know that I, I helped stop other people from hurting or getting hurt. And in talking about all of this, it just suddenly hit me that maybe my entire life since I was born, every scenario 
Every time I laid down my life, every time I almost got killed for it since I was a child. Maybe every time that happened, it was actually preparing me for something like this. I don't even know what to say, but maybe it makes sense. <laughs> I said I could have, I should have actually, I should have died so many times since I was a child. I feel like I'm counseling right now, but yeah. Okay, yeah.